Good morning, Robert. How are you doing today? Good morning, LinkedIn. And good morning, Doreen. You know, Doreen, this morning I am walking around with one eye open. <laughs> I am tired today. Which is not, not usual, but listen, life happens and this is okay to be tired. So I hope you have still a little bit energy and I'm sure you have a little bit of extra energy to bring on the good this morning on Good Morning LinkedIn. You know, I always have energy for my Good Morning LinkedIn folks. Yes, I know. And thank you, everyone. So while we are getting started, as usual, tell us where you are from. We have a beautiful international community. And guess what? We will soon, very soon, be able to bring you all on the same place. Because, Robert, what's happening? What's happening is we almost have enough subscribers on our business page to broadcast from there. You see, we want to centralize the audience so that everyone can be able to talk to each other together. Because even this morning, I see Benjamin from New York is here. My man Usama is here. And also Ahmed is here from Africa. So we've got a lot of people here. And Usama is from Cyprus, by the way. So we've got Cyprus, New York, and Africa already representing in the house today wow see well, that's amazing the power of linkedin is just amazing so today we are talking about a topic that is very as usual very important right but you know that can hold many of us back and so if you have struggle or you have been struggling using your voice at work, you are not alone. Most of us at some point have experienced, you know, a situation where we wanted to speak up. We knew that, you know, we had so much to say and to bring to the table that we could add value to a conversation or to a meeting, but we held ourselves back because of either a lack of self-confidence, a lack of knowing how to use your voice and amplify your voice. And today, Rob and I are going to share five tips to help you build that confidence at work so you can speak up, you can use your voice, and you can become the leader you were meant to be because you have greatness to share to the world. Right, Rob? Absolutely. I think that everyone has some good ideas every once in a while, and not all of our ideas are good. But if you clam up, then no one hears your idea. Yes. But you know, the good news here, though, like, listen, like, self-confidence is something that you can learn and that you can build. Very few of us actually were born with strong self-confidence, right? That's something that we have built, we have been building over and over and over. You see us being very comfortable in front of the camera, for example, or you will see us, Rob and I, we do a lot of speaking engagement, speaking in front of a crowd, big, medium, small, with confidence, but we have been building that confidence. So if we did it, it, you can do it too. And before we get started, Rob, talking about confidence speaking on the camera, in front of a camera, you have something coming up, right? Oh, yes. I have a course coming up and it's actually coming up today. So look, this is who this course is designed for. People in the workforce 
who now are forced to sit in these virtual meetings because they aren't going anywhere. Even when we return to office, if we return to office, you will still have some hybrid meetings and you need to show up like a professional in those hybrid meetings. So the course that I have is how to show up like a boss at your next virtual meeting. Now, it's myself and Sri Mahabir. And what we're going to teach you is how to show up and look professional in the work environment in front of your boss and your peers. Now, if you catch some of us, some of our shows on LinkedIn, we've been doing some pop up lives this week, giving you snippets of what this course will entail. But it's part. Here's the confidence that you need. Here's how you need to look on camera. Here's how your background needs to look. Here's what you need to say. And a part of it is technically, this is how you set up the technical aspects of your production. Yes, I said production because what you're doing now is putting on a production. But anyway, that course is today starting at noon. It's not free, but for our Good Morning LinkedIn folks, we now have it at 50% off. And if you DM me meeting. I'll get you hooked up to that course. So that's today at noon, and it's a two and a half hour course. That's wonderful. And nothing good is free, and we know it, right? When you provide value, when you put time and efforts, you know, into building, creating, designing something, it's normal, like, to... Uh, to pay for it. Listen, you invest in yourself, people. Invest in yourself. So today we are talking about five ways to build self-confidence at work. And life, let's dive into tip number one. That is quite crucial. That's something we have been talking about over and over and that we will be talking about over and over again because it all starts from within. And our tip number one is about your mindset how can you reframe your mindset you know to transform your your fear of uh, speaking up at work uh, into a strength into something that comes you know more naturally so what is the mindset shift that you you are talking about today uh, rob well you know oftentimes we don't speak up at work or we don't have confidence at work because we're afraid and we're afraid because of all the messages that we receive, sometimes the messages that we tell ourselves. If we say something, people will laugh at us. If we say something, people will think we're stupid. If we say something, no one will listen. Mm -hmm. And what you put inside your, your, your mind is what comes out of you. I always say what you consume, you exude. So in order to change your mindset, you need to fill your brain with positive things. I can walk confidently at work. I can say what needs to be said in staff meetings. I can ask my boss about this new project. Start thinking that you can. Now, just because you think it doesn't mean that you will do it automatically, but if you get in the right mindset, then the rest will fall into place if you put in the work. But if your mindset is off, oh man. Oh. Yeah, but, but you know, actually, if you think that you are bad at something, you will be bad at that thing. Yeah. And the same way, if you think that you are good at something, you will be good at it. So you need to reframe the words, you know, to change the words that you are telling to yourself first before using words to express yourself to others. What, how are the words that you are using when speaking to yourself? Are they positive words? 
Are they empowering? You know, are you empowering yourself in the first place before sharing your goodness with the world? It all starts with you. It all starts from within. So you want to pay attention to those little things because they will have uh, a, a great impact on the way you portray yourself, the way you think about yourself and the way you, uh, you know, behave in front of people. And I'm sure you have heard it already. You know, you are what you set your mind to. So whatever you think you are, you are right. So you better think that you are good, great at something than, uh, than the, the opposite, actually. Yeah, yeah. Doreen, let me ask you a question. Yeah. What's the biggest stage you've ever been on speaking in front of people? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, that was at the um, at UNESCO in Paris. So it's a United Nations building, and it was packed with uh, ambassadors, presidents, high I mean dignitaries, high profile business. Uh, businessmen and women from all over the world and I was speaking about uh, women leading change um, so that was a great experience and that was the biggest audience I had I think more than a thousand people were in the room oh wow a thousand people were you afraid no you weren't afraid no I was so excited actually to get to speak and to share my knowledge with with the crowd and that's the thing you know when you when you master your topic and when you are so passionate about it, it's not about the number of people. It's about the opportunity. At least that's how I see it every time I get on the stage. It's about the opportunity to share my expertise and, you know, and my passion with other people so we can have an impact, you know, and that, that's, that's how I feel about it. How about you? Ah, well, you know, so the, the largest stage that I've been in front of, I think it was probably about 800 people. Now, I will say I wasn't afraid, but I was nervous. And I think those are two different things. Mm -hmm. But much like you, I think one of the reasons that I did it is because I knew what I was talking about. You know, I was confident in what I was saying because I had studied it and it was what I was passionate about. But I think that brings us to tip number two, though. Tip number two, which is find and focus on your strengths. I think that when we're doing something that we're passionate about, even if we are afraid or nervous, we do it anyway. But also we're more confident because it is something that we're passionate about. Yes. And, you know, the key here, it's about it's some people will say stay in your lane and I will say, you know, focus on your zone of genius, people. You have that zone of genius within yourself. But the thing is we get caught up in, you know, wanting to do so many things and we can be good at a lot of things. Don't get me wrong. Like we can be good at a lot of things, but what is your zone of genius? And actually, Rob, if 
for you uh, watching us today. You don't know what your zone of genius is, how to, you know, identify your strengths and how to define your lane so you can specialize and build that confidence around your expertise. Then you want to grab that book, Stand Out from the Crowd, because I have included a full chapter to help you assess your strengths, your weaknesses, opportunities, and, you know, threats and how to capitalize on your strengths so you can, you know, discover your zone of genius and finally become the leader you were meant to be because you don't increase your impact by, you know, like expanding yourself. You increase your impact by becoming better and better and better at what you do, the way you do it, and in the way you communicate it with others. So Stand Out from the Crowd, the book, is available on Amazon, and the link is in the section below. So your zone of genius. What is your zone of genius, uh, Robert? Oh, my zone of genius. You know, I've been I've been thinking about that lately because it's been changing over time. I do know that in my career, I've spent my entire career in the risk and auditing profession. And in those professions, you have to ask a lot of questions. That is what I do a lot. That is a part of my zone of genius. It's just asking critical questions at the right time and not being afraid to do so. But, you know, here's what happens in the corporate workforce, though. We hire people, they have strengths, and then when we do the performance reviews with them, we focus on their weaknesses. Mm. I think that that is insane because what it does is it makes people focus on things that really don't count at this moment because if their weaknesses are so bad that it's hindering the job, then they shouldn't be in that job. They should be in another role. So I think when you find and focus on your strengths, you're able to shine. But the more you focus on your weaknesses, it takes away the time that you could be using to develop your strengths. Now, you need to identify your weaknesses. You need to figure out which ones you want to improve, which ones you want to delegate, and which ones you want to ignore. That's very true. And why is that important? It's because it's not about, you know, transforming all your weaknesses into a strength. No, you have some natural strengths that you can develop and capitalize on. And but it's as much important, actually, to discover, to identify your weaknesses because you want to be able to delegate them. You want to surround yourself with people from whose for whom strengths are your weaknesses. This is how you create a powerful ecosystem or in other words, a powerful network. And we're going to talk a little bit more uh, uh, about it later in this conversation. And here we have Shelmi who says, um, key takeaway here. So she loves it. And she says, key takeaway here, focus on your zone of genius, you know, and you will build that confidence around your zone of genius. You don't have to build your confidence about everything that you do in life. That is not necessary to thrive and we have more people joining us today we have who do we have here hey denrich oh hold on yeah it's been it's been a long time it's nice to see you back on the show how are you doing my friend we have also joseph we have our friend here um benjamin sorab I hope I pronounce your name correctly. You say hello, beautiful people. Oh, and actually, uh, Shelmi is from Cape Town, South Africa. Yeah. Welcome. 
Welcome. That's beautiful. Love it. So let's dive into tip number three now. And people, if you have questions, comments, if you if you can relate to what we are sharing today, please join the conversation, leave your questions and comment. This is an opportunity for you to get and the answers you were maybe looking for or maybe the extra push or the confirmation that you were looking for in order to thrive once again. So hit the comment section. Uh, number three, that's a good one. And for me to learn that one, it was a tough one. Accept. Oh, okay. Accept the things that you can't control. Yeah. So let, let's talk about why that's important, though, because when you think about tip one, first, you have to get your mind right. Know that you can become more confident in things with practice. Second thing is find and focus on your strengths, because those are the things that are going to help boost your confidence. But we also said with your weaknesses, figure out three things with your weaknesses which ones you want to improve upon if you want to, which ones you want to just forget about because they're not that important and which ones you want to delegate. Now that is why number three is so important because when you delegate those things, they're out of your hands. If they're your weaknesses anyway, you can't be sitting here trying to micromanage your coworkers and or your friends and family when you delegate things to your friends and family. You need to accept the things that you cannot control. Now, to that end, you need to make sure that you delegate them to someone who's trustworthy, too, because if you don't, then you'll yeah. be stuck. But what we do oftentimes is we delegate things to people and then we try to control the process. We try to micromanage it. Now our time is taken away from our strengths, which is going to really kill our confidence because now we're worried about what the other person is doing, what we have to do. And now our strengths are not being maintained. So you got to accept the things that you cannot control, accept things that you cannot control. What do you think about that, Doreen? Um, I want to ask our audience to raise a hand in the comment, leave an emoji if you are a control freak. <laughs> Let us know if you are a control freak, because I used to be a control freak. You know, when I do something, I am either 100% or zero. So when I decide to do something, I'm in 100%. But you know, I'm a control freak. I used to be a control freak. And so it's hard. What we're seeing here, like may sound like cheesy or easy. It is hard, you know, to acknowledge your, your weaknesses and to make the decision to delegate them, to not be in control of them, right? And for me, it was tough because I would always keep an eye on what other people were doing. But on top of that, I would always re rework. I would redo the work to meet my standards. So instead of training the person or, or instead of, you know, let it go, I would just work harder, longer and kill myself over it because I would redo the work. How insane is that? And I know I'm not the only one. So if you are a control freak, let us know in the comment. But you know, at some point, and that's what I wrote the book, Stand Up From The Crowd, so you become the leader you were meant to be. Because at some point, you have to learn how to do it. I had to figure out by myself, I didn't have a book, I didn't have a guide, I didn't have any tools to help me to understand first that and discover my zone of genius where I needed to focus on so I could learn how to delegate 
my weaknesses so I can even grow myself and improve myself and increase my impact. So it was, it was tough, but I did it. And since then, I don't understand why I didn't do it earlier in my life. But listen, it is what it is. But yes, it was tough for me. But let, let's talk about how being a control freak really kills your confidence. Here's, here's what happens. You become such a control freak that you don't have confidence in other people who are working with you. And so those people are working with you on a project. And so now your confidence in that entire project is low. And the way you present yourself as it relates to that project or working with those people is also fairly low because you don't have confidence in them, which means you don't have confidence in you or the project. Then if you're leading the project, your entire confidence level is low as well. So when you accept the things you cannot control, delegate them to other people, delegate them to the appropriate person and have faith in that person and, and trust their abilities as well based on proven results, it increases their confidence, which increases your confidence in the team. So when you're a control freak and you're redoing, I see Shelby, Shelby saying uh, she totally agree redoing work. Yeah, when you constantly redo people's work, even if you think you can do the job, realize that your confidence in your team dynamics is going to be low. And that's going to show up when you present yourself to mm -hmm. people. That's that that's very true. Yes, that's very true. So learn, you know, there are like tools, the books. This is the guy a guy that I have uh, written, you know, the stand up from the crowd. Like use the tools that are available to help you actually uh, uh, dominate your fears, to help you improve, and to help you to focus on what matters, so you can grow, you can build that self confidence, and you know, it's a virtual. Uh, Virtual, that's how we say it, cycle, where basically the more you build confidence, the more you grow, and the more you grow, the more you build confidence, right? So think about it. Which bring, brings us to our next tip number four, practice. Speak up more. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Practice. I mean, what more can we say? Because... Here's what happens, though. A lot of us are afraid to practice because we're afraid of making errors. You're going to make mistakes. It's okay. But the more you learn to speak up, the more you learn to present your ideas with confidence, the easier it becomes, the better you get at it. It's not easy for Doreen and I to come on this show every Saturday and present our opinions to everyone. There may be people who have differing opinions. There may be people who disagree. You know, we may stutter and stammer. We probably did initially. But the more you do it, the better you get at it and the easier it becomes. Yeah. And, you know, it will never be perfect. An example. And if we can do it, Rob, I would like to do it. If you look at our first shows of Good Morning LinkedIn, even though it was not the first time for Rob, neither for myself. But if you look at our first show, we didn't have an intro. We didn't have a background. We didn't have all of this. We were figuring out. But we decided to get started. And as we, you know, uh, showed up every Saturday morning, we got better and better and better. Now we have a layover. Now we have a nice background. Now, you know, even 
our relationship, the way we dialogue, the way we conduct the, 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 the conversation during the live show, like is getting better. Why? Because we practice together every Saturday morning. So if you go back to our first shows and you look us like now, you will see a difference. There is no secret. But there is something also here that I would like to add, Robert, is, you know, speaking up, you don't have to jump and, you know, be on the stage in front of so many people or, you know, speak in front of your team at work. You can, first of all, train yourself like in front of the mirror. Speak to yourself in front of the mirror. Uh, speak to your friends, to your husband, to your family member, whoever they are. But here's the thing. Since the pandemic and since now we are working on a hybrid, you know, um, work, uh, workflow, workflow, I'm tired this morning, so my French is mixing with my English in my brain. <laughs> but that's okay. You get the point. Like, you get to speak from to people in front of a camera, sometimes even using your phone, from the comfort of your home, from the comfort of your sofa. So there is there was never a better time to practice your, 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 your speaking skills, you know, to speak up, to voice your opinion, because you can do it from the comfort of your home. Absolutely. You know, speaking in front of a mirror, speaking in front of the camera and recording it and just looking at it like this, lets you know what you look like, what you sound like, how you appear. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. Ooh, Shelmy has a question. Oh, let me see it. Okay. How does one overcome the fear of speaking up in a work environment where opinions of lower level staff aren't always valued? Ooh, well, you know what? That brings in a totally different dynamic because if you are in an environment where people's opinions aren't valued, you might be in the wrong environment. Now, this isn't the topic of that show, but in the workplace, you want to work somewhere where people are respected. You don't have to always agree, but you must have a level of respect. And if there's a lack of respect, then something is wrong with the culture and the environment. But, but to, to the question, how does one overcome the fear of speaking up? Um, I think you have to give it a try, but there are multiple ways that you can do it. Um, so instead of making statements, sometimes you can ask questions depending on the situation. So you're in a work environment and you see something that just looks off. You don't say, well, this is stupid. Why are we doing this? Instead, you reframe it and say, can you help me understand why we're doing this? And oftentimes when people start explaining themselves, it makes more, it either does one of two things. Either it makes more sense to you because they've now provided you with some other information that you may not have had, or when they hear themselves, it sounds kind of stupid. And then it's like, oh yeah, maybe this is stupid because it's one of two things. Either you don't have enough information and understanding or it's a bad idea. So instead of making statements, start asking questions sometimes to get a good understanding. The one thing about people is we love to explain ourselves to others. We just like to be heard. So if you approach it from the standpoint of a question, people are more apt to listen and explain things to you. 
And maybe another angle that would be interesting to um, to to have when you know speaking up is to understand what are the, the the problems the people you are speaking to, what are the problems they are trying to solve, right? So once you understand what is it that these people are trying to solve, then it's your responsibility to do your due diligence and to do your research and to ensure that you will be able to speak up, to voice your opinion in a way that answer to the questions that they have or in a way that can present itself as a solution to the problem that they have. So it's about positioning yourself, your knowledge, your expertise as the solution to the current situation that these people being your plus one, plus two, these people have, right? So by doing so, like, they will pay more attention to you because you are bringing a solution to the problem that they have. So, uh, Shelmi, I hope that uh, it, it does answer your, your question. And last but not least, ask for support and build an ecosystem. So here is the thing. Success is not a solo interview. It is not. Okay, you gotta surround yourself with the right people. You gotta ensure that you are in the right environment, right? And if you feel like you need support, then ask for it, you know, get a mentor, get an advisor, you know, surround yourself and listen to everything that we gave you, the tip that we gave you since the beginning. You know, we gave you all those tips in, in this specific order because there is a reason. Let's go back to team number three, focus on your zone of genius. Once you have identified your strengths, you focus on it. And once you have identified your weaknesses, you want to surround yourself. You want to build an ecosystem with people from whom their weak, your weaknesses are their strengths. So, you know, you can like each one of you inside of your ecosystem each one of the person inside your ecosystem has a role to play to push to push each one and other you know to grow that's how you make it happen success is not a solo endeavor and you know i really like number 5 and i want to take it back to shelmy's question though how does one overcome the fear of speaking up in a work environment where lower level staff aren't valued now, if you start building that support system, especially if you have some mentors within that support system, you can begin to ask them questions that will help one of two different things, help you become more confident and better at speaking up in the environment. But also that person will help you to look at the environment for what it is, because it may actually be you or it may be the environment. But until you have that ecosystem of people who can objectively help you become better, you won't really know. So that's why it's important for step number five, to have some supportive people around who are very honest with you about where you are now and where you want to go because they can help you get there. And you need to, you need to have feedback. I mean, when you are in, it's hard to see the bigger picture and it's hard to see what's working, what's not working and what you need to improve, right? So you need that ecosystem. You need that feedback from people that you trust so they will tell you, hey, 
this is not doing well. Here you are doing good. You know, this is what you want to think about. So this is how you get better. This is how we get better all together, right? So let's recap before we wrap up. Tip number one, reframe your mindset. It all starts from within. Number two, find your strengths and focus on your zone of genius. Tip number three, accept the things that you can control. That's the way it is. Tip number four, uh, practice, practice, practice. There is no secret here. And number five, build an ecosystem with people that can support you. Okay, so that's all for us today. But before we end here, Robert, you have an event coming up very soon. Which event? No. Uh, I, I know you're busy, man, but there is a one today. I have a course coming up in about an hour. Again, we're going to help you appear like a boss in your next business meeting. You see, virtual and hybrid work is here to stay. And now... We're conducting meetings from home. And even when we return to the office, we will have virtual meetings with people in other cities, states, and countries. You need to learn how to show up looking professional, sounding professional, and having a professional image. And that is what this course is about. Sri Mahabir, video content creation queen, and myself have partnered on this course to help you show up like a boss at your next virtual business meeting. It is part mindset, part technical tools, and it is today at noon. Send me a message if you'd like to attend. It is not free, but it is 50% off for Good Morning LinkedIn listeners. Thank you. Don't You don't want to miss this opportunity because trust me, like this is going to be life-changing for you people. So attend the course and, you know, get the most out of it and, you know, get all the gig, the equipment, the lighting, how to do it, where to put it, what to say, you know, how to fix it, all of this, you know, you don't have to figure it out by yourself. You don't have to do it all alone. There are people here to support you. So that's all for us today. Thank you everyone for joining this conversation. It was great as usual. Um, and we, you take care, you stay safe, and we will see you next week for another live episode of Good Morning LinkedIn. Bye-bye, people. Peace out.